0: This is Southeast Asia Crossroads, an educational podcast from the Center for Southeast Asian Studies at Northern Illinois University. From music to maps, money and modernity, this is where ideas come to life.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Southeast Asia Crossroads. I'm your host Eric Jones, and uh, with me in studio is uh, is a good friend and colleague, Dr. Stanley Arnold. Hey, Stan.
0: Hey, uh, thanks for inviting me.
1: Yeah, thanks for thanks for being here. How you how you how you holding up in the? Uh, Post-apocalypse, almost book <laughs> apocalypse teaching. Uh, he Stan teaches in the history department with me.
0: Uh, uh, hanging in there. I'm <laughs> looking forward to spring. That's the thing, too. That's always a hopeful sign when it gets a little warmer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, Doctor Arnold's taught and published widely on on a range of of topics, uh, you know, from from sort of sports history to public history, uh, and um. Today he is here to talk about uh, uh, a sort of a talk in an area of research interest, and uh, it's got a great title. It's called "Hey, Soul Brother: African American Troops and Vietnamese Civilians, 1959 to 1975." Uh, so let's get behind the music stand. Uh, what? What interests you about this this particular topic?
0: Yeah, I, I should have said it's uh, the Vietnamese people, because but mainly the civilians. But sure. here's the thing. I grew up during this period. Um, I was a kid dur- in the 1960s during the Vietnam War, and it was really a flashpoint in my family and in the broader community. And uh, you would hear these stories about the war, um, uh, and uh, we... As kids, we wondered what are we going to do <laughs> when we're drafted? Uh, uh, when we're a little yeah. older, maybe we'll join the Coast Guard or something like that. That's <laughs> did, did, did people
1: in your in your family or community were, were called up and served in 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 Vietnam and other
0: conflicts. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I come from a, a family of a lot of military veterans, um, and just in the in the broader in the local community. Um, yet at the same time, there were those that were against the war. So.
1: Yeah, and and I think what one thing that's really fascinating about you you're presenting much broader set of the spectrum of the African American experience with with the war in Vietnam than I think is maybe cla- we people only have seemingly bandwidth for sort of one set narrative about <laughs> about uh, a, a thing and uh, I think uh, this is a good one and maybe we could start it off you get you gave some great bookend quotes from. Uh, I think from Thomas Brown on the one hand and uh, Stanley Miller. You want to lead us into those?
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Thomas Brown is an African-American soldier and he's uh, with the 1st Cavalry. Um, he's in Vietnam in uh, uh, his tour, uh, usual tours for were um, one year. He was there from 66 to 67. And um, he expressed kind of a kinship with the Vietnamese people that he encountered. Um, he he believed, quote, they were put upon, as was part of our history, struggling like us like hell, and a lot of us who are black Americans. uh, If not having lived it, ourselves uh, can tell you about it uh, as part of our collective vision, where our families have struggled with the boot on the uh, neck. So, um, And um, some African American soldiers felt this way. Uh, On the other hand, there was a sergeant named Stanley Miller who uh, stated, "quote The Vietnamese don't appreciate what we are doing for them. They call the Negro soldier names and treat him like dirt." So you have these different opinions of the Vietnamese people.
1: Uh, do, do you think? Do you think so? So you have like one side that is that is um, you know that sees what are what are certainly after the fact, obvious parallels between um, the struggle for uh, independence and sort of, uh, you know, uh, sovereignty that, that the Vietnamese people were struggling with and, and uh, the, the plight of the African-American soldiers, uh, African-Americans in, in U.S. history. Um, was that, was that if, do you think that, that? Um, and obviously there are famous examples, maybe like, like Muhammad Ali who exactly. who who at the time and the place like, you know, pointed, you know, finger exactly at that I don't sentiment. I
0: don't have any quarrel with the you know, the Viet Cong. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, right. And it sort of made me most famous example. And the, the uh, but um you know, you wonder uh, at, at the time, I mean what so you and you, you said you have a family with with uh, people who served and had, like how there's a complicated uh, relationship with uh, ser- service I mean was it was it a vehicle for sort of upward mobility as well like or or the the, the you know how sort of um, um, American pride from from black so like like what are some of the complicating like issues that that
0: were on the minds obviously there's um, a, a couple things I think later on there are people who get who who are drafted and you know some of them are resistant toward the the draft. Um, on the other hand, it seems to me that the the folks that that came in earlier, late fifties, early sixties, before the war had really started, as sort of
1: advisors, yeah, uh, or
0: or just i um, look. I had I had, uh, I know people who were stationed as part of the you know. I feel like we're back into it, the Cold War, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, defense in 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 Western Europe, um, right? Part of NATO, so. You know, I had cousins who were in Germany, for example. Um, okay. But uh, a lot of people uh, joined, and again, I have uh, friends and family who've sp- spent 20 years or more in the military. They joined because of the economic opportunities, educational opportunities, travel, and you know, also also patriotism, and I think a belief that um, if you contribute in this way. Um, your path toward acceptance <laughs> uh, is right, going to be right. the kind of uh,
1: respect the veterans you might that might rub ex- off on you. I-
0: exactly, 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 and you're you're demonstrating, you know, whatever issues in terms of discrimination that you're still yeah. that you're still patriotic. Uh, du Bois says uh, during World War One, close ranks. Um, that is, uh, whatever issues uh, that you have, this is this is larger than what's happening at home. Okay.
1: I mean, so you, you bring up Du Bois, um, what did, uh, take us back to, um, you know, maybe the, 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 the conflict, the Philippine War, um, what was sort of the, what were the discourses about um, um, black soldiers who were serving in the conflict in the Philippines, the Spanish American War, and then the, then the, then the, the eventual sort of taking of the Philippines by the Americans
0: it was strikingly similar <laughs> to, to Vietnam because you do have um, an independent black press that's growing and there are um, journalists are saying you know this is about America this is about um, this is about um, patriotism and we are glad mm. to participate on the other hand you have individual soldiers um, and some uh, activist and intellectuals uh, like Du Bois like Ida uh B Wells Barn- uh, Ida Wells Barnett who are critical of this who see the uh, see this as um, America's imperialistic ambitions uh and
1: even and even soldiers like uh is it is it David Fagan? yes who like like t- like w- w- so, so our, our listeners might not know about
0: yeah and um there are a number one of the things that the um the Uh, the Filipino uh, independence movement does is they have propaganda and they encourage uh, black troops especially to desert. Now a small number desert, but this one um, soldier from Florida, David Fagan actually becomes a leader in um, the Filipino uh, independence movement, that is in terms of the, uh, the military struggle. Uh, wow. He's shrouded in history because it's not really clear uh, whether he's killed. Um, uh, there was a bounty placed on his head, and supposedly a, a body was produced, but there are other stories of, hi- yeah. of him disappearing into the jungles and marrying uh, a, Filip- a Filipina and living peacefully.
1: Yeah, right. I was just thinking of the, 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 you know, the occupation, the decades later, like that, um, you know, he would still be persona non grata.
0: Exactly. And probably
1: a standout, uh, exa- you know, uh, exa- exactly. unable to blend in. Um, yeah, no, so, so there's, there's and, and so, and, but similarly, the, the scholars like Du Bois and others were, and Wells were looking at, you know, the, the racial struggles and the prejudice that those were being um visited on the Filipinos in the same way that did did Filipinos um, uh, you know resistors try to try to uh, send those messages to African-American soldiers and
0: and press uh yeah definitely 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 they were they were aware obviously the technology and um, the means weren't as sophisticated as uh, later um, that is during um, the 1960s and 70s in right. Vietnam. But, um, yeah, there was – and I think, um, you know, the military was obviously still segregated at the time. And I think some of the language uh, that was used to describe uh, Filipinos by um, American troops um, was an issue with African-American troops because they could see the the parallels. Um, You you mean like like dehumanizing dehumanizing sort of – Exactly, um, exactly, within the United States, so – um, you know that that was an issue um, in a way that, um, you know, certainly fighting against the um, the Germans in the First World War um, w- would not be,
1: right? Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and maybe we can talk about this now, or or, or perhaps later. But but uh, there would be some uh, you know, later parallels that would predate the. Vietnam War in in both the occupation of Japan and and then and then in the war in Korea, right? I mean, I mean let's talk about what did did uh, did a similar um, um, similar attitudes. Uh, did the North did North Koreans try to propagandize the black soldiers in 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 the in the war in Korea?
0: I'm not aware of that much propaganda. Um, okay. During during that during that period, certainly there was there was some coming out of uh, Moscow and some coming out of Beijing. I'm oh, not right. I'm not aware of any coming out of uh, Pyongyang, especially given the, um, you know the the nature of the the Korean the Korean right. Conflict. I guess there w- right. There
1: would have been clearly a, 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 a sort of russian-led you know sort of third world liberation kind of discourses about that were that were not wrong in terms of like the the racial injustices that were inherent in in these colonial and post-colonial states right so they would have had that kind of workbook of
0: (laughs) yeah exactly yeah you know coming from the common turn for example yeah yeah, Um, yeah but um you know given that um I'm not too sure how strong the North Korean propaganda uh, apparatus was, given that the the way the war kind of seesawed, and you know the, uh, you know, uh, in in terms of right. the you know the the uh, moving up to the Yalu right in the first year of the war, and the taking of Pyongyang, and then the uh, how it uh, moved back to the uh, 38th parallel. Uh,
1: an interesting um, uh, side that I hadn't. Um I Hadn't really been exposed to before was some of the uh, tell us about Ho Chi Minh's uh, essays and thoughts on race that I thought were, were pretty
0: fascinating. Yeah, this has just been translated into English last last year, and th- this, this was is so before the war, right? This, this is, is this is uh, before the war, okay, when when uh, Ho Chi Minh was on on the road, as it were, uh, in Europe and spent some time in America. He was kerouac around. Exactly. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's the only way to, to just, dis- to describe it. Um, but he wrote on lynching, the rise of the KKK, um, the sharecropping system, the justice system and segregated, um, education, uh, in the United States. Um, and, um, uh, I was uh really surprised that um you know he he also looks at um the struggles of uh colonized people in Africa and uh, at one point he he writes um under imperial under imperial imperialism black lives don't matter um wow uh, yeah yeah and trademark um, trademark exactly exactly i mean it's kind of it's um you know uh, kind of surprising. I'm looking forward to to uh, you know uh, diving into this at some point. It's and it's the,
1: this is and this is part of a new translated yeah, collection, exactly. right? Is exactly. it race and yeah.
0: or uh, what was that called? Uh, the uh, the black race, I believe. Black race I'm by Ho Chi Minh. Yeah,
1: no that that's uh, there's uh, y- 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 again that. Um, it kind of shows that uh, whether you're, uh, you know, a Filipino or Vietnamese, like it's it's kind of glaringly obvious that some of the the, the hypocrisy behind some of the colonial project and vis-a-vis the the, the struggles of civil rights with uh, <coughs> with their own populations of color must have been like it, that that um, I mean it didn't didn't dawn on everyone, but it's 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 so clearly as part of this discourse
0: and and there is this attempt, I think, by um, Uh, some activists and intellectuals um, sometimes they're referred to as internationalists to to link these um, Mm, uh, struggles and although they're not the same there are similarities right there's great similar causes that are being (coughs) um fought for under
1: um so under you know obviously the, the french who are who are um who have colonized uh you know cambodia laos vietnam and and then in the um especially in in the sort of post war, post World War II f- uh, str- struggle to to, to uh, uh for independent the first Indochina War, uh for Vietnam's independence, uh there was a precedent under French Empire for um black and Af- African troops to be fighting fighting in Vietnam. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Did they and how did they how did they fare or what what was their experience?
0: Well, here's the thing. Um. Uh, they're they're brought from two places generally. Um, that is uh, the French West Indies uh, okay. colonies such as uh, Martinique um, and Guadeloupe, uh, just to name a few, and also from the French colony French colonies in Africa, um, whether that's West Africa or Equatorial Central Africa. Okay. Um, And the thing is, um, small numbers begin to come in the the late 1930s, Um, and um, uh, probably some of the listeners know that um, Vietnam was under the control of Vichy France, which was the collaborationist um, um, pro-Nazi regime in, in France. Uh, until l- rather late in the war when the Japanese exercised direct control. And uh, certainly that was a, a difficult time for anybody under under French rule. But um, one thing that was uh, somewhat surprising is that, um, you know, the, uh, this was, on one hand, the first time um, the troops had fought in uh, a counterinsurgency um, campaign right. against, against the Viet Minh um, – and um so and obviously there was a lot there were a lot of french <laughs> um you know, uh, the inab- the inability uh to defeat a revolutionary movement uh, that you know relies on the uh you know has uh, the, the the independence movement has um been g- growing in in vietnam and um uh you know all there's all the ingredients for um For victory, and obviously the the French have a a number of of political and military and economic problems in terms of in terms of confronting this, um, you know, this uh, epic epic struggle. But um, a surprising number of black colonial troops. Seem to get along with the the population, or I should say, um, uh, they they marry or have relationships with Vietnamese women, and um, uh, when the French depart, uh, some of them depart with their yeah. their or, husbands
1: or or don't. Like one striking example you brought up yes. was Jean Bedel. Bokasa, see a bit about him. It's like pretty yeah. incredible yeah. career.
0: Yeah. Um, Bokassa, uh, comes to Vietnam when he's 18. He's from French equatorial Africa and he marries a Vietnamese woman. Um, but he also has relationships with uh, several other Vietnamese women and, um, uh, Bokassa rises within the ranks of the, the French army. He, he fights during uh, world war two and also, um, uh, He's he's in Vietnam actually before uh, World War Two, and then will return to Vietnam in uh, in the late 1940s, um, and he'll become very well highly decorated, winning the uh, Croix de Guerre and uh, the Legion of Honor, these very um, uh, prestigious French military awards, but. Um, he attempts to leave with uh, one of uh, the women and several of his children, but um, is not allowed by the French and is also mm. convinced that um, that he's going to return to uh, to, Viet- to, to, to Vietnam. But ends up um, ends up in back home um, in um, uh, Equatorial Africa, which is by. Uh, the 1960s is known as the Central African Re- Republic, and he begins a, a climb, uh, his climb to power, and will eventually become uh, lead a military coup and become a, a dictator, and return to Vietnam in 1972 as to, dictator. Uh, yeah, but to look for members of you know his his daughters, and is oh, wow. un- is unsuccessful. In
1: 1972, he's back there.
0: Yeah, like yeah, like this.
1: Not not exactly. Um, Good time to travel in in (laughs) Vietnam, yeah. Like, like (laughs) just without
0: complications. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's so
1: interesting. Yeah. What a what a. There needs to be a film about that guy. Um. Yeah, and I
0: think, um, and and I think, um, for the most part, uh, there, uh, these, métis, these, um, Afro-Vietnamese, are you know, eventually become French citizens, um, and seem to be scattered throughout the the French colonial empire. Some ending up. In metropolitan France, some ending up in the West Indies, some in Senegal, yeah. Um, and um, uh, there, there's certainly, uh, obviously, some uh, issues in terms of their uh, acceptance in Vietnam, but they find, they find uh, throughout the French colonial empire more acceptance.
1: So, you, um, also a factor that's at that's at play is sort of other other global movements that uh, and you know maybe listeners and we will we'll reference as well but the the civil rights movement in the United States but also globally um, maybe say a bit about the the role of the non-aligned movement and things like the Bandung conference in terms of realigning and redefining um, race relations and power relationships globally
0: yeah um, I mean this is um, in some ways the Bandung has been a long way uh, coming uh, and um, you know it's the product of Really, decades of 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 struggle. Yeah, for for our our listeners who might know, what is, what is Bandung? What Bandung is, is really the birth of the not, of the Non-Aligned Movement in 1955. I wish there was somebody here from India uh, who was a Indonesian scholar who could probably get into the more detail, but it was. Um, uh, uh, right. But the non, the non-aligned, non-aligned movement, movement is this,
1: is this attempt to like not, <laughs> not have, not choose sides in, in the, in, cold, in the war. cold war, exactly. U S or, or, or Russian, <laughs> but instead to, to, to remain neutral, non-aligned, non-aligned,
0: um, non-aligned. and to, you know, focus on um, economic development, focus on, um, and the, there's still a lot of the so-called third world that's under colonial control, and it's also yeah. there to uh, you know the Bandung Conference is to provide support for these independence movements. And,
1: and a lot and a lot of the non-aligned countries were former former coloni- former exactly. colonies, and uh, like so, d- were, with race was a particularly part of the consciousness of. Not want of having wanting to have sovereignty and autonomy and did not choose, is that right in yeah, the, in non-aligned yeah, like
0: yeah, definitely definitely to you know um, define their own destiny and there were uh, you know a number of African Americans who attended Mandong um, including um, um, I believe pretty sure Du Bois was there but don't quote me on that you might have to edit that out but certainly um, certainly there were African Americans present and. Um, you know, this comes at the same time that the civil rights movement in the United States is gaining, um, you know, strength.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that like part of the, um, you know, part of the history of the civil rights in the United States that maybe is less less talked about is the the way that there's a, there's a global zeitgeist for some of these things that are that are um, we you know we kind of imagine. It, Maybe in typical U.S. history style, that like <laughs> it's only happening here, it's unique here, but it's part of a piece of things that are happening. Um, globally, right? So, so the so those uh, the the civil rights movements in the United States are are um, you know a, a part of a global discourse.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, certainly the the anti apartheid struggle in South Africa, which gets rolling in the late forties, uh, early nineteen yeah. yeah, fifties. And, um, as like the national issue there. Ex- exactly, yeah. exactly, and and certainly. Um, uh, well, here's the thing: the um, emergence of the UN is, um, I, I think, viewed by a lot of uh, folks in the civil rights movement as a very positive um, development. Um, that is, you know, you're you're going okay. to have this forum that's that's going to um, stress. Um, uh, Global uh, global peace, but also um, you know racial equality uh, across across the globe. Now it, it you know right, whether it, it achieves that is whether another, it achieves that that's yeah. another story. But, but, but it, it, right.
1: What, the, but if you if you think of the way the UN um, was an important part of or the the. Of say uh, justice for um, racial crimes of in, in, in the Holocaust, for example, mm-hmm. like it, it wouldn't it, you know it, it seems like reasonable to think like okay that's that's going to be part of the agenda
0: exactly yeah exactly the de- uh, the yeah. declaration of uh, right. human yes. rights it's like. Well, things you know, the trajectory is going in our direction. If you're in the civil rights movement in the in the 1950s, yeah. and including
1: so, desegregation, when does de- desegregation happen in the U.S. military?
0: That uh, happens in the military in the late 40s, in 1940s. Okay. so uh,
1: in similar, yeah,
0: yeah. So things things are rolling, and um, I, I think also, uh, you know, within the within the black press, black magazines, you know, there's there are stories about the anti-colonial struggle, uh, especially in Africa. And certainly, you know, in 1957, the independence of, um, the, uh, of Ghana certainly is this, this touch tone sort of reverberates throughout black. America. Okay. Here's this, you know, examples of exactly, exactly. So things are seem to be moving in the right direction.
1: So a a conch, a consciousness among, um, African-American activists about other, other examples worldwide, uh, but I guess sp- uh, uh, Africa would be of obvious interest. For yeah, the
0: yeah, and 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 one of the things that uh, strikes me is that um, you know on one level this is um, uh, going to be um, an issue uh, for the African American intelligentsia. Yet at the same time, it, I think it's filtering down into the, uh, you know, the, the the community on all different levels. Okay. Right. A,
1: a, 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 a vision of the, the well, it, it must have been, you know, encouraging, like this is, this is, we're part of something that is uh, uh, happening everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. 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 This is the, we're, we're on the right side of history. Exactly. And it's moving. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the, as we, uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't always, <laughs> it doesn't, it, th- those things don't get settled out immediately. And the, the U S goes to, um, uh, you know, gets involved in the, uh, in the, in the war in Vietnam and, uh, and African-American soldiers are, a uh, are an important part of that. Um, maybe what are, what are some of the demographics of, of uh, African-American soldiers who are, um, who are, uh, going to Vietnam
0: overwhelmingly um, from uh, working class lower working class and and poor M- more, more so than than white soldiers would you say? I would I would say it, uh, it's it's strikingly similar um, okay right it's 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 quite similar um, As, and
1: that especially then the the draft what's gonna cut across those. the draft yeah
0: exactly exactly. Yeah, I would say there's a lot there are a lot of similarities. Are, now the country is still obviously yeah. quite segregated at the, at the time. But um, uh,
1: and I'm, I'm guessing that that you know that black soldiers have fewer avenues for deferment and for you know that's not it's not as though like um, you know u- universities are you know equal or other paths to avoiding military service are you have to be more limited for black soldiers.
0: Exactly. The information isn't there. And um, yeah, and, and certainly one of the things that uh, increasingly the civil rights movement argues is that draft boards are segregated. That if it's an uh, all white more like you know. exactly in the south, okay, and um, that almost has to be true. Exa- <laughs> I mean, even even without studies.
1: Exa- exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly,
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, you know, uh, there are a number of ways to avoid the draft, um, but not everybody is going to take advantage of those. Not everyone has the information, you know. This is the 1960s. Y- you simply just can't Google, "How do I avoid the draft?" Okay, <laughs> right. but yeah, um, yeah,
1: I can just go to Canada with a bag of money and live for. It, yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly. You know, as you mentioned, college deferments. You know, you know, just, you know, there there are a number of ways.
1: Yeah. Um, the, you know, our our student, you know, you, you and I both teach occasionally on the the this period of history and uh, I don't know for you my students are sometimes surprised because now there's a kind of consensus like Vietnam not such a great idea the war the, the second Indochina war was not was, mm-hmm. it was not the best thing that could have been done um, uh, but at the time there was you know there was a lot of support publicly for for the Vietnam War which which changed over time of course but um, uh, how does what is um u.s black public opinion on the war and maybe say about does does it change what it, what is it's sort of warp and weft of their their opinion
0: yeah um for the black population it's um, well let me just say for the u.s population in general in in 1965 uh, there's a clear majority that support um, Johnson's efforts yeah it's like over 60 percent with the black population it's more like 5050. Okay. Okay. Um, there, there are a number of there are a number of obviously um, you know people who are not uh, are, are unclear about where this is going. Now, obviously, this is also coming at a time um, of rising expectations. You know, the civil rights legislation is being passed. Um, there are these massive public programs, the Great Society. Yet, at the same time, there's also Um, a lot of frustration, especially outside, um, well, in the the South, but also across the country in urban areas. Um, So, uh, and there are a number, obviously, of Urban uprisings um, in the mid in the mid did did your family
1: represent some of the variety of opinions? Yes, on, on most
0: most definitely, most definitely, and I think in, in many cases.
1: And so this is I guess for a listener, this is Philadelphia. This is sort of uh, you know an urban population. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're uh, in the city, but also you know in the suburbs as well. But um, and certainly, I think a lot of that is demographic. A lot of that is um, younger people are be- becoming more and more. Um, Mm, Skeptical right. about about um, uh, you know uh, participating in in this conflict to demonstrate their um, value as uh, citizens to uh, you know uh, demonstrate their their patriotism. So you know, that's, yeah, I guess some uh, of
1: some of the same kind of free speech movement, um, you know, anti-war. Though though that younger generation is. Is also that those, those that has to ring true for some of them exactly. as well that that white and black exactly
0: um, exactly for example the student non-violent coordinating committee or SNCC um, begins in the mid sixties to advise their members and others how to avoid the draft and how to how to resist um, and um, the war will uh, create a fissure in the civil rights movement. Uh, and that's, that's, that's important to, to tell with um, leadership being divided, especially after King's yeah. April fourth, nineteen sixty-seven speech in Riverside. Church. Now, so our,
1: our 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 listeners can't know this, but you know, due to Stan's youthful visage, <laughs> uh, you might expect that he has uh, no memories of of, uh, of. But he in fact he, he in fact does. Yes, uh, very vivid. D- d- um, do you remember? sort of what those sort of prevailing uh, you, you were, you were kind of a teenager towards the end of the war like that. uh Yeah, I was.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I missed, I missed the, the war. Well, the, the draft was over, but yeah. In 75, I was a teenager. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that, uh, I guess that had had the, had the consensus cl- uh closed, like say with your, with your family, like this was not a great idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, um the fascinating thing about the, anti-war sentiment in the United States is that um, we think of it simply just one you know involving the counterculture or um, uh, you know college campuses but by the late 60s the early uh, 70s it had it had really spread okay it had spread in, to quote middle America um, uh, and um, I think, um, you know, Nixon capitalized on this. That um, and one way to take the wind out of the anti-war movement was to um, withdraw uh, more troops, um, and um, you know, also uh, mm-hmm. change the the draft, the Selective Service system, and and neither neither worked. But there, um, there was also um, a growing anti-war sentiment in the military, um, which uh also i'm uh, led me led me to this um uh there was a organization vietnam veterans uh, against the war and um this has not been discussed that that much that there were these basically mutinies in some in some places both uh stateside yeah. in 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 europe and also in in vietnam and um
1: I don't know if you've seen the "Sir No Sir." Yes, the yes. documentary which used, is pretty great. I've used
0: that in my class, but I, I, rec- I recall um, hearing, and I need to do more research on this. That by 1970, a majority of business leaders in the United States were against the war, hmm. um, and they're clearly not <laughs> long-haired hippie freaks or, you know, yeah. uh, you know, peaceniks as they were called, but. Um, there was a growing realization that this 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 was a you know a divisive issue. It was a drain um, on uh, you know public on the public purse, um, and that um, it we we were mired. It was a it was a quagmire, and that was that was uh, seemed to be a widespread. And notion. if you think of an
1: issue like like fragging or like you no. know real dissent in in the right ra- where where which is like that that is sort of. Not so friendly fire um, um, within the ranks as a as a way of, of openly resisting. Um, you you if you think of you know African American soldiers would have had a double like anti war and then sort of racial aspect. You Race. know the, the 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 sort of um, documented but still a lot more needs to be done about this sort of the the clear kind of racism that is what still prevailed. In, in the service.
0: And, and see, this is uh, one of the things that I'm interested in is um, race relations in the military um, during Vietnam. And specifically, um, in, in just my initial read is that uh, a lot of what was described as racial conflict w- was more anti-authority, anti-officer activity. Uh because yeah. it involved uh, troops of all races. And, um, but I mean I've got to do some more, some, yeah. more, some, more res- some more research on that. But, um, but when you talk about the racism pervading the military, I think that um, this is one of the issues that um, black troops uh, described in terms of uh, their experience with Viet- Vietnamese people saying basically, I've been, you know, whenever they were treated, um, with, uh, w- discriminated against by, by the Vietnamese, it's like, they don't know <laughs> too much about, um, they don't know these terms. They don't understand the concept of segregation. This has got to be coming from, um, our white colleagues, uh, our white, uh, or, or, or the officer corps, um, right you know the the vietnamese can't you know and again this is also something that um i mean this is i think such a rich topic and, and certainly this is you know there's there's so much uh that can be done you know how is blackness you know how is dark skin uh perceived uh, in vietnam uh and across yeah. and a, and across southeast southeast asia um and it's it's certainly not uniform um and, right. and and certainly um one of the things that black troops who serve in the Central Highlands notice is that the, the you know the Vietnamese, the keen um look down on those that are darker skinned, the, the mountain people, the Montagnards. I don't know, you know, which is a, as we know a conglomeration of right. Upland ethnic people, uh, yeah. Ethnic group uh, ethnic groups. So um, I think, you know, this is something that, um, you know, needs to uh, more, more research. Obviously, the, um, you know, there's a class dynamic as well. I mean, if the, and, uh, you know, if your skin is darker, um, perhaps it means, uh, and uh, of course this doesn't apply just to Southeast, Southeast Asia or Vietnam, but I, I think you can see this in, in a lot of different societies, It means perhaps you spend more time outside working in the fields. Um, Yeah, and it meant
1: right in many places like, uh, like a a darker, like the the sun exposed darkness is is a class marker of like I don't have to be outside working exactly. I can be inside
0: exactly, exactly, and um, usually pursuits exactly, Uh, exactly.
1: uh, Do um, uh, so. African-American soldiers, um, how do opinions vary about their performance in, in, in battle?
0: Yeah, here's the thing. Um, there's a, a concern um, in the early part of the war that there are too many African-American casualties. Uh, there, there are too many that are, um, uh, you know...
1: Uh, are they worried in a up, PR
0: sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. That They're, there t- uh, there, uh, there, for example, out Um, in more vulnerable positions, more dangerous positions. Right. Uh, We're walking the point, which is you know leading a unit through the brush, uh, the bush, Um, and um, certainly, um, you know, the Pentagon is aware of this. Um, They're they're aware that, and increasingly, the Johnson administration understands that this is kind of difficult in terms of, as you say, PR. Um, in the late 60s when the anti-war movement is um, is building and and certainly there's some there's some mitigation um, going on
1: um, well certainly the um, and maybe I think you've got some of these these propaganda examples here that you might want to refer to but this is this is a point um, true or not probably true uh, not lost on um, the Vietnamese North Vietnamese especially as they as they propagandize the the um, the kind of uh, uh, th- openly, openly soliciting black soldiers saying, like, this is what your country does for you. This is how they care or don't care. Or this is how the, the danger they're exposing to. You. Do you want to maybe maybe read some of these kind of interesting um, those? These are and, and these are like leaflets that
0: they're dropping. Yeah. Yeah. they are leaflets that um, they distribute near U.S. bases. Um, uh on trails, even attached to logs and float them <laughs> down rivers. And also there's, um, you know, the uh, propaganda coming from um, uh, over, over the radio, Hanoi, Hana specifically. But um, here's, uh, here's an example of one. Afro-Americans, in, com- uh, in combat in Vietnam, you are forced to go first, withdraw last, stay in the outer ring. Do the hardest and most dangerous job. Uh, In Vietnam, casualty rates of black GIs are much higher for whites. The Vietnamese people are not your enemy. Um, Your enemies are those who are carrying out harsh exploitation, extremely barbarous racial discrimination against American blacks, and have forced you to serve in the U.S. war of aggression against Vietnam and so ruin and mourning for the Vietnamese people. Your brothers. Uh, you cannot resign yourselves to being uh, forever second-class citizens uh, in the United States and first-line cannon fodder uh, in Vietnam. Refuse to obey all combat orders. Sit on the fence. Refuse to interfere in the internal affairs of your Vietnamese brothers. Uh, refuse to perpetrate crimes against uh, them. So, um, huh. you know, you have you have these leaflets that are that are um, that are published. Um, and they, they, you know, understand, you know, they use, like, in the United States, you were called the N-word. Um, and so there is a great deal of understanding, uh, at least yeah. on, from the, uh, the, NL, the NLF. Um,
1: it's like specific and targeted marketing. Ex- like, like exactly.
0: And, you know, the North Vietnamese, what's, you know, what's going on, how to, you know, uh, you know how to possibly impact African-American troops. Do we
1: know what um, effect this had? I mean, there there were some some um, cases of of uh, soldiers who who defected, but probably if it had an effect, maybe and it's hard it's hard to tell. sort of weapons of the week style, kind of foot dragging, exactly. And, uh, right, this kind it, of
0: exactly. You know whether whether because at the same time, keep this in mind. Um, and as the war goes uh, goes on, continues. You know, there's more anti-war sentiment um, among the military among military personnel. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's more exposure. There are troops wearing, you know, peace signs um, and wearing FTA wearing f- quote unquote free the <laughs> army. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and one of the things, um, and I didn't really get into this, is um, some uh, some of the accounts by black troops were. Um, well, the Vietnamese are our brothers and we understand us and I'm, I'm accepted here. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things that, um, I, I, has to be, um, uh, articulated is that, um, a lot of the negative, uh, more, uh, more negative ac- ac- accounts come later in the war. Um, that mm. is, um, uh, well, when I was here first, um, I was, you know, the, I, Got along with the Vietnamese people, but when I returned a few years later, the mood was definitely different. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's something, and and it and it's in some cases it's not necessarily, um, uh, you know, uh, that that clear cut. Um, one you, of the. You mean
1: that that it's that it's racial, or, or that, it, that it's war fatigue, or it,
0: that whether it's war fatigue, whether. Um, whether it's it's just you know on the part of the Vietnamese anti oh. anti-american anti foreigner um, but um, uh, you know and it's like I uh, one of the accounts is from uh, Lamont Steptoe and St- I know Stepto he's a is um, originally from Pittsburgh um, and he's a um, pretty well-known poet these days and in, um, in Philadelphia and you know he you know does... Des- describes, um, on one hand, um, pretty discriminate hearing discriminatory, derogatory language from a, a a hooch maid, a woman who is um, you know takes care of the um, you know uh, cleans and and, and, and uh, does that sort of thing at um, in a uh, GI in a, in the barracks. Um, you know these you know that, that, uh, blacks have tails and that sort of thing. On the um. other hand. Um, He's like, well, you know that's an old trope. And where did the Vietnamese get this from? You know. On the other hand, on the other hand, um, uh, you know, Stepto says uh, at one point, well, I mean, I've 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 met some Vietnamese. I, you know, I've fallen in love with a Vietnamese woman. Um, Her her family wants her to marry a Vietnamese guy, but you know, so it's it's not um, it's not always that clear cut. Okay, and that's one of the things about about I think you looking at Viet, Vietnam. I mean, there's this there are these 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 right. Lines it, run, it runs a gamut. And, it runs and a of, gamut. And
1: you you brought up also that sort of you know dehuman, casual and and overt dehumanization are are just part and parcel of of, of war exactly. in, in, in general. And so I mean, maybe say a bit about what um, to what extent do black soldiers participate or not participate in the kind of um, you know uh racializing the dehumanization of sort of the 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 vietnamese and then maybe vice versa from the vietnamese yeah
0: here's the thing i mean i think that um one of the things that i uh increasingly uh, the black soldiers don't um appreciate are the the terms that are used to describe the vietnamese um steptoe for example um is in officer candidate school but then leaves because uh, he doesn't like the language. Directed toward the Vietnamese, um, and I mean this would certainly have helped him in terms of in terms of his career. D- does he draw
1: parallels like I, that's 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 Ex- exactly, exactly what I
0: exactly. And there are a number of, of uh, accounts where where black troops are saying like you know, uh, I'm hearing the same uh, epithets directed toward the Vietnamese as I heard directed or as <laughs> I hear directed toward me in the in the United States and. Um, uh, you know, at the at the same time, I mean, you know, there are black troops who are in, who are involved in the My Lai massacre. Okay, um, yeah. There, however, there is a um, a statistic. Um, uh, there are fewer black troops who are convicted in terms of military court, uh, in in terms of percentage wise, um, than uh, than white troops. Um, there are, for example, fewer black prisoners at Leavenworth for crimes against uh, the Vietnamese huh um,
1: yeah so um it's right that would say something and in, 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 when, when a, an assumptive prejudicial court but 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 there are fewer of them right you speaks kind of volumes perhaps yeah like
0: yeah and I mean there are these these rumors that are um, I, I think also uh, that the V the 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 NLF um and the North Vietnamese are not going to shoot you if you are black. Um there are these rumors okay. that are f- that are floating around. Now there's But yeah,
1: there are reports from black soldiers that they are treated more harshly and and, and, and as POWs as, scared, like exactly, right, is that exactly is that true? Is that,
0: exactly. In the in the Hanoi Hilton, yeah, the um black POWs like that um there's actually race baiting. Um uh, oh, God. uh, uh you know, uh, uh for one example is there was a um black pow who was placed with a white pow who was from the south and the vietnamese expected um you know them to 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 (laughs) fight and they they didn't and um uh in in another case um uh warden was uh, showed a uh, black pow uh uh poster a photograph of um Lewel Cinder, also known as uh, Kareem Abdul Kareem Abdul Jabbar yeah. today, and was saying some you know derogatory things, and um, so y- and and you know this even goes back to the days of the Viet Minh and French colonial troops in the first uh, Indochina War, where um, a few deserted, um, and uh, again the Viet the Viet Minh you know uh, broadcast about French or anti French riots in Dakar in Senegal. Um, but there were um, uh, colonial, black colonial troops who complained of their treatment as, as POWs, that, um, that uh, French or uh, French Foreign Legion uh, troops received as POWs, better huh. uh, treatment from, from the Viet Minh.
1: Right, and it and it we can't you know we can't discount. There's probably there are probably all of those things perhaps were true. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, right for depending exactly. on the experience. Yeah, yeah. and um, I mean,
0: and, and you know, we we can get as close to the real story as possible.
1: So another um, aspect, you know, that this was you know we we brought up in, um, Jean Bedell Bucas's case, but the and um, also and for U.S. troops, uh, white and black soldiers had sort of. Familial and even sexual relationships with uh, Vietnamese populations. Um, maybe say a bit about what became of these Amerasian um, children born out of these unions.
0: Okay. Um, and, and this is, um, you know, uh, the uh, some black journalists capitalize on this r- relatively early. Right? They see this in, in their visits to Vietnam and they say, look, these, these kids aren't going to have a future in this country. And they're saying this. In the these, these are black journalists who yeah, are saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, in the late 19, 1960s. And then by the, by the, se, by the seventies, um, you know, the Pentagon says, well, you know, this is going to be a problem. Um, and, and certainly, um, through this, um, orderly departure program, which will occur much later after the war. Um, many of these, um, and I, I, I I, I, we we think of them again from the '70s and '80s as Amerasian kids, but the first Amerasians, the first children born of of American um, uh, fathers and Vietnamese women, uh, the first ones were born in 1962. So they're they're not they're not kids. Um, but, yeah. But so yeah. Um, uh, many many leave. Um, and uh, again, there's not. Um, as I mentioned in the talk, there's the number is estimated in the tens of thousands, thirty thousand, um, but it could huh. be higher. And it's there's there's never been a, 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 a an accurate count. One thing though is that um, uh, that uh, we we can we can definitely s- say is that um, if. You are a black Amerasian. Um, you're going to have a harder time in Vietnam. Um, uh, there, there, there seems to be more color discrimination. Now, um, you know, it, this is happening. I think on a petty official level, but you know, just in, in terms of uh, everyday um, interaction. Right,
1: they're intersectional things that, you know that, that, are, exactly. that are, you know that are that are that are going to add up exactly uh, in in yeah. ways that um, yeah. So, yeah, well, then, yeah, a lot could be done with that. Did, did, uh, w- when we're talking about African-American, we're really talking almost major- predominantly about men. Did black women serve in, yeah. in, in the war?
0: Yeah, much, much, much smaller numbers. Um, uh, as, um, uh, as administrators, um, as secretaries, as nurses. And, okay. um, you know, and, and certain and certainly, um, that's uh, That story needs to be told um, because that's a, a pretty, um, uh, you know, even though the numbers aren't that that large. And I mentioned Major uh, Elizabeth Allen, um, who is um, a nurse, and then the nursing corps is overwhelmingly white, says...
1: And a graduate th- degree from, like, Ohio. Ohio, Ohio State, y- yeah, 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 yeah,
0: that she... Um, she heard some derogatory language um, uh, among the medical staff directed toward the Vietnamese, both um, both yeah. uh, enemy and allies, and said, "You know, I'm I'm not going to, you know, engage in this." Um, but I, again, this is a this is a pretty small number, and this is something that needs to be um, uh, pursued further.
1: Yeah, well, maybe that's a good. What, what other, what other would you say research needs to be done for students out there who are thinking like, what, what to, in this vein? What are some top? What are some topics that need to be covered?
0: Um, well, uh, I think this this has to be covered from the Vietnamese side. Okay. Um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, and uh, you know how uh, uh, getting
1: into their archives and seeing sort of what maybe what they're
0: giving, getting into their archives, but also, um, also looking at how the Vietnamese perceive, uh, people of African, uh, descent, how they pres- pres- uh, perceive, yeah. histori- perceive, historically, maybe I- yeah. dark, yeah. darkness. And, um, obviously, um, you know, interviews with, um, uh, civilians and combatants, Vietnamese, uh, n- you know, these need to be done and, um, these probably need to be done relatively soon because a lot of folks <sighs> who experience Vietnam, as yeah. adults or young people, um, you know they're yeah students. As like, know, oh, I see much.
1: Vietnam has one of the youngest populations. Like, why yeah. is that? Like, well,
0: Ex- exactly, exactly. <laughs> and a <laughs> lot of people just simply don't remember yeah. Viet- Vietnam. And um, yeah, how do you how do you pers- how you know? I mean, what's what's the uh, what's what's the history here? Um, and certainly, certainly, you know, even though Vietnam is um, a, a you know pretty well documented war, I mean, uh, I mean, the the military is analyzed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and using using both military resources and also think tanks.
1: Yeah.
0: Never, uh, there. I don't think there's ever been a, a study on what is your opinion of the Vietnamese people. Um, you know, from you know what's your treatment, whether you're talking to, um, white military personnel or black military personnel. And so we we have these, um, we have these um you know uh, oral accounts, and we have these. So sort of anecdotal stuff. Yeah. And we have these, we have these reports too of um, you know, uh, uh that begin to emerge in the late 60s and the 1970s about black troops saying, well, you know, there's discrimination um, you know, in our in our dining hall. And, you know, there are Vietnamese who say, well, we were told to give black soldiers these plates and white <laughs> soldiers these plates. <laughs> you know, come on. Um and it's like well, yeah. who is, who is telling you to right, do right, that? Right, Okay, and that's... Right, are they
1: just carrying out orders? or Are they exactly. just deep, deep-seated belief? Right? I guess, it, sort to parse that out. It,
0: exactly, exactly. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're and I mean, uh, in, in many cases, as, as I mentioned, black troops, uh, even though they might complain about their treatment by uh, the Vietnamese, um, uh, will say, well, They've never seen black people. They don't. Where is this coming from? This has got to be coming from elsewhere. Okay. Yeah. They they've got to be influenced. Um, you know they they, you know do do, did they know about segregation? Um, you know did uh you know where did they hear these stories about black troops with monkeys? Because as I said, that goes back to World War One. Right. And and or or
1: that people don't people maybe and I've had um. Uh, African-American students who've come to Southeast Asia. And there's an interesting where th- th- they realize that some of the some of attitudes and opinions are shaped by um, uh, not necessarily an African-American experience by by these populate Asian population experience with with Africa and Africans. Yeah. Um, and that, that's transposed on them in, in certain ways, you know uh who people who who is present as uh as african and not african american they you know that and, and so and 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 then you have other like sort of michael jordan uh, exactly. like like you know kind of like exactly. tropes that 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 might might advantage in weird ways uh kind of at least uh, like or softened. like it's a bizarre complex
0: yeah 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 i mean uh for example um uh w- there's this area in Saigon and, uh, or Ho Chi Minh city now known as soul alley, um, which was, um, you know, um, frequented by black troops. Uh, there was, uh, Southern, there was soul food there. There was R and R R R R R and B music. Um, you could you could find. Can you imagine um, how electric, great
1: like yeah. a fusion of of soul food and Vietnamese food? Yeah, I, like, yeah I, that would be, would be the, uh, uh, incredible. <laughs> God, I mean, you know, somebody do my this. My mouth is watering <laughs>
0: just thinking about that. But yeah, so I mean, and um, there's one account of um of uh, a Vietnamese um civilian reading um Ebony magazine, of somehow finding a. <laughs> you know, a copy of Ebony wow. and, and, uh, you know, learning a, a little about, yeah. um, you know, the world, um, uh, from, uh, a black perspective. Um, so I, I think, um, yeah, yeah. And I, and certainly, I mean, now you've, you've got, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, you know, all encompassing media, but, um, yeah. you know, you're getting some of that in during this, during this period. And, um, Uh, You know, certain movies and
1: movies and, and, and
0: and, and the music and, and and certainly, um, uh, you know, you're, you're also you're also seeing this in the 1950s and the 1960s as well. Um, I I should mention in places like Korea and Japan where, you know, large numbers of black troops are, are stationed, um, Mm -hmm. um, you know, stage, in a sense, staging areas for Vietnam, but also as part of the, you know, uh, uh, You know, flank eastern flank against uh, China and North North uh, North Korea and um, the Soviet Union. So you know, you also you know see you know this this you know know, uh, elements of black popular culture affecting you know you know these uh, these areas these countries these cultures.
1: Hey, well, Stan, I I can't thank you enough uh, for for coming in. You've uh, we've taken a lot of your time, but uh, but uh, we can uh, let's let's have you back. Okay. Let's, uh Let's let's do more. Okay. Um, Great. Right, right. uh, yeah, we uh, uh, yeah look forward to um, to hearing what comes of this. Maybe some is there? It's just a continued area focus for, yeah. for research, yeah, wise? Yeah,
0: d- def- definitely. And um, you know, here's the thing. Also, I just you know, just you know, the, uh, I again looking at you know this kind of black, white, you know, Asian um, uh, race relations during the Vietnam War. So, yeah, I'm not sure exactly where this is going to go, but I'm, I'm certainly going to pursue this. And, again, looking at, you know, anti-war feeling uh, yeah. among the troops as well.
1: Uh, okay, well, thanks so. again, and uh, join us next time. Okay, tonight. great. We'll
0: you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Southeast Asia Crossroads. We would like to give thanks to Tantra for the use of his track, Electric Can, and a thanks to our audio producer, Amelia McCoy. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you tune in next time.